Yo, what up? What's good? It's your boy, South 3706. This committee podcast. We have Mr. Savage and we have special guest, uh, Miss Tribbles. What's good, y'all? Hey, what's going on? What's good? What's good? First and foremost, shout out to El Chapa. She's out running the streets of uh, NYC, you know, trying to get chosen. And shout can out to her. table dance. Bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Shout out to her. You know, say hopefully uh, her, her her DMs will be flooded this weekend with all kinds of blessings. And also shout out to Marcus Sniffles. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not here. So uh, I'm not tweeting about Little Pump. That's the last thing I've seen on the timeline. <sighs> yeah, that that has to be. You know what? No, I'm not gonna say. You know what? Not how everybody's gonna do their end of the year best albums. I want to do end of the year worst albums. That's definitely in my top. That five. will be the a worst nice albums. Thing. Definitely top five worst albums I've heard. Like no song was over like two minutes and thirty five seconds. But I digress. So first and foremost, y'all that don't know Miss Trouble, I'm gonna introduce her. So tell the people a little bit about yourself and what what you do, what you contribute to the timeline. Uh, um. So first, Twitter name is it's underscore Tribbles with a Z. Um, I'm pretty much all over the place. Like I just really honestly tweet what's on my brain. So you may click on there one day. It's politics, maybe jokes talk about a lot, a lot about the Falcons. Um, I definitely tweet a lot about music. So I'm really just an, an open book. It just depends on the day, which day, you know, at what time you click on the timeline. So I'm pretty active though. I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, I wasn't born here, but I've been here so long. So I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. I won't even go into that. Oh, where we, I was born and then moved here or there, but gotcha. um, in, the, in the South, so Queen City. I love it. So, real quick, not that not this is a, a Falcons podcast like the one you could check out, their Bernays Report, which me and Gift Queen is on. Shout out to her. So, how do you live in Charlotte and end up a Falcons fan? Uh, so, it's it's really funny. So, coming up, I was a very big basketball fan. I, I kind of inverse, like, the older I get, the, I, I, I don't watch a lot of basketball now. I'm more into football. But coming up, I was a big Chicago Bulls fan. Um, so and only because of Michael Jordan. So I won't even I won't even lie. Yeah, me. like a lot of people. Like Michael Jordan was the reason I picked up a basketball. And so um because I was so into sport, I mean and so much into basketball, like I was spitting stats and you know, arguing with the best of them. And it would always come out like, okay, well what's what's your favorite football team? And I never had one. And so my first thing was I was like, okay, well let me find a team with the colors that have, you know, red, black, and white. And then boom, lo and behold, the Falcons pop up. And I think technically, like, I'm a diehard fan now, but I became a fan. Like, I started watching the, I think it was the season or two seasons before Vic came. And then after that, and, like, ironically, like, I, I, I won't say I know Michael Vick that I can pick up the phone and call him, but I've met Michael Vick on occasions or whatever like that. And, you know, it just, the, the move made sense. So once he left Virginia Tech to go on to, um, the Falcons, it just kind of like stamped it, and I've been been here ever since. That's pretty cool. So rise up. You know, we had a big win last night against the Saints. So great, great win. <laughs> fuck all y'all New Orleans Saints fans. All right, so wow. we're gonna get it cracking. It, it, you know what? Not nah, them dudes be out of pocket. Let's let's keep it. A yes, button. yes. And then as soon as you joke back with them, you know, I personally don't make Katrina jokes. I do know people affected from Katrina. I have good friends that are Saints fans that are from New Orleans. So I don't. I, me personally, as a fan, I don't stoop that low. Are some of the jokes funny? I chuckle, but you know, they come off a lot, uh, very reckless to a lot of the Atlanta fans as well. So I, I think, so real, it does get a, a little bit personal. And sometimes I wish, you know, on both sides, I'm like we could grow up, but because it's just football, 
some, like I said, it gets personal sometimes, and people they let that chopper swing. So, man, nah, check that. Nah, Twitter is the wild west. There is nothing sacred on Twitter, man. I've seen nothing. and heard probably the most wildest things I've ever seen and heard in my life has been on the Twitter sphere. So, it is what it is, man. If you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen, man. Straight up, yeah. So, Mr. Savage, he had an interesting story speaking about Atlanta. There is an anchor named Sharon Reed who, and this seems to be a trend. Like, I don't know what's wrong with the uh, some of the Caucasians out here in the, the mighty USFA that just have a problem with, I guess, people of color or voluptuous women on TV reporting their news or stories. I, I don't I don't know if they hate themselves or they're projecting, but I, I don't know what it is. They seem to be trying to get at these uh, anchors and they're they're not having They're not here. They're with the shit. So. I haven't checked the story out myself. I've heard about it, but Mr. Saf is going to elaborate on that for y'all. All right. Well, definitely uh, check, baby. Check, baby. One, two, three. This is uh, Savage, Mr. Savage, Adolphus Savage coming through. Um, yeah, so I got the story here for um, Sharon Reed, um, and I'm just going to read it, and I quote, uh, basically, she received an email from Kathy, Kathy Ray. Young Kathy Ray. Um, and it basically said, you need to be fired for race-baiting comment you made tonight. It's okay for blacks to discuss certain subjects, but not whites. Really? You are what I call a nigger, but you spelled it oh. Niger. You're not a black person. <laughs> You're a racist nigger. You are what's wrong with the world. <laughs> First of all, okay. 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 So even before the clapback, any any Caucasian person that looks at a black person or any person with any type of pigmentation on them there's no way, shape, form, or fashion if you have any type of education that you could say that they, we are what's wrong with the world. Like, go through history. <laughs> like, we're not out here murdering entire races and, and enslaving people. And let's start with recent times now, having mass shootings every other week and killing black people. Like, come on, man. You look at, come on, get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, for real, man. I agree. She she took it a little too far. And then they were making fun of her on the air because she spelled nigger wrong <laughs> with just one G. And I was like, wow. And they were like, you're even pathetic as a person that used racial slurs. But um, so the clap back, it said, um, I would say to Kathy a couple things. Number one, you mischaracterized what I said. I didn't say white people couldn't talk about race. Quite the contrary, we think that race is an authentic discussion to have. It's one we're having tonight because you are clearly talking uh, talking about it at home. And it's one that clearly entered the uh, Atlanta's mayor's race. And that's why behind the scenes, my colleague and I, white and black, we decided let's go for it because we do try to keep it real here. And I think we do a good job of it. When arguing with somebody, you have to be careful not to mischaracterize their viewpoint. So I won't mischaracterize your view either, Mrs. Well, Miss Kathy Ray. I get it. On December 5th, 2017, you think it's okay to call this journalist a nigger. I don't. And and wait, pause right there. She actually said nigger on TV too. Oh, sweet. Yeah, was no bleeps. Yeah, no bleeps. It just dropped. And she said, I don't. I could clap back and say a few things to you, but instead I'll let your words, Kathy Ray, speak for themselves. And that'll be the last word. She did the head roll, clap back officially sent. Um, kudos to you for holding it down, for still keeping it professional. And as my colleagues in the gay community, which I'm not a part of, would say, you cleared her butt. And that's a good thing. Like, um, 
yeah, she was cleared on that one. Kathy Ray, you got cleared. Read your rights. Go on with your racist opinions. It, it's crazy, like um, that, that you would think in 2017 that this wouldn't be going on. I mean, look at 45. Look at the people that support them. Look at everything that's going on in our society nowadays. And I really think. And I, I'm not blaming it, but it's like ever since that last little run with President Barack Obama, some white people have gotten to the point where they're just like, you know what? We're not hiding how we feel no more. I'm going to email you and put my name on the email and call yeah, you a nigger. She's fucking wilding, dog. Kathy Ray? She, she, she didn't even, she bought that life. And hey, now I know Kathy Ray, you're racist. But anyway, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, I, I liked it because I felt like you're able to tell somebody off without getting quote-unquote ghetto and cursing or anything. So I, I applaud uh, Kat, uh, Sharon Reed. I'm sorry. Well, my first initial thought is when you said about her actually putting her government name in this, this, this is a trend with seemingly, and it's just from what I saw see on Twitter or on the internet, like white people really are not afraid to get fired. Like they have, they have no fear. Like there was a guy uh, posting about the, uh, I think Florida State, no Alabama. They were posting about you know this one guy said you know get this nigger Jalen Hearns out the game or whatever. He's an incompetent nigger. He's it's something along those lines. A typical you know I'm like bro, this dude had his full name out there. His Twitter was out there. They got him out the paint immediately. But like that's. It's crazy in 2017 that people feel they can, A, speak like that, and then, B, do that and not even have a thought of being fired. Like, I don't even put my, my face on Twitter just, just in case, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just in case I, I let off some wild tweets and, you know, somebody might, somebody might try to get me out the pain. But these these people are just really emboldened. But to the actual response and clapback, again, it's very professional. She really could have did more, but I like that she stood up for herself and sit up for black women everywhere. And it's in this country right now, women are having the, the issues with, you know, men sexually harassing them at work and the, the Me Too movement. And I'm glad that she's standing up for herself and, you know, having being a strong black woman and being a great example for maybe the young kids watching it. Because I used to watch new or the, the weather when I was growing up, you know, before school and stuff. So hopefully the young kids, you know, young girls of color seeing her and say, hey, you know what, somebody try to come at her sideways, try to disrespect her. And she stood up for herself. So I think that's really cool. I most def definitely, definitely applauded her, you know, for doing that. And most, most importantly, I want everybody that goes to, to look at that video. When she says the word, when she says the word nigger, if you look at her white colleague, to, I think it's like to the right of her, it instantly brought me back to when Kanye was at the Hurricane Katrina like mm. thing. And he was like, George Bush doesn't care about black people and how that looked. Mike Myers, like, like, <laughs> he was just like, Oh, no, nah, not just Mike Myers. Really Chris Tucker look was crazy too. After that, <laughs> yeah, like if, honestly, if you go back and watch, if you go back and watch that clip, watch the watch the white co the colleague, her, her co-host. Like he looks like, oh shit, she she really went there. Like so, I thought that was hilarious. But I think on a more serious note, like we need more people to do that. We need more people to to come out and say, all right. Look, you got what you got to say off your chest. I'm going to say what I need to say, but I'm going to do it in a professional manner. I'm not going to allow you to to rile me up like you were with whatever I said, you know, said to you, especially when you're taking things out of context. So uh, I think it was Sharon Reed, right? Yep. That is right. I, I definitely applaud her. And 
you know, keep it up. I hope, I hope, you know, that doesn't take down viewership and now that, you know, they're thinking to let her go or anything, but I think that was definitely needed. And we need more people like that in, in any job, even if you're at McDonald's, like do it professionally, but stand up for yourself, speak, speak properly, you know, not speak properly, but speak your mind, you know, and just get it off your chest. So I think that, I think this is a start of a new trend, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, you know, this, this continues so. the move of empowerment. So, again, kudos to her. Uh, I just saw a picture of her, so I'm sure her DMs are uh, flooded right now. So, oh, hopefully, she's out here, hopefully, she's out here flourishing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but speaking of her, same with the news in, uh, in Atlanta, apparently, it is Snowpocalypse 2017 out there in the uh, ATL. So, one thing that is always funny when this happens, and not even just Atlanta, but other places in the South, you know, I'm a Southerner from Augusta. I've seen this in real life. Whenever any state below the Mason-Dixon line gets a dusting of snow, all hell breaks loose. Like, I mean, all the bread's gone. All the water's gone. All the, all the eggs. Gone, all the eggs are gone. And I'm thinking, like, why are you buying eggs if there's no power? How are you going to cook these eggs, bro? Like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. But I do find it interesting the the seemingly overreaction that it, that had that people have down there with slight inclement weather that is of the frozen variety. So shout out to uh, Canadian Bay. She reposted a guy's picture talking about, oh, we're shutting down work with this inch or two of snow. And she posted a picture of like eight feet of snow talking about shovel the snow and get to work. And it's like, yo, that's how it is some places. Like, like I live in New Jersey. It's gotta be pretty bad for you not to go to work. Like it, pretty much kids are in school. Like they might have delayed openings, but you're, you're probably gonna have to go to work and go to school. Like they already have built-in snow days and stuff like that. So I, I, I chuckle at that sometimes, but you know, I don't forget where I came from. I understand that's how it is, but it's still funny. Y'all be safe out there, but y'all gotta man up, man. Man up. Yeah, I did a, I did a few winters in uh, DC. I went to Howard University, so shout out to the Bison. But, right. um, you know, I think it was, maybe like this is like december 2012 or something i was working and like i said i'm from the south i've been in charlotte so you get an inch or two that's at least one day off of school to work and i think we had got like six to eight inches and even the government had shut down but i you know of course the government they just want a free day off as well and i just remember like okay well we're probably not gonna have class and i won't have to go to work and so we ended up getting like a delay in class and of course professors they choose to cancel class so i didn't have to go to class but the university was still open but I'm calling my job. I'm like, yeah, you know, we got like six inches over by my house and it's just like still running. Like I think Uber, you know, Uber still could, will, will pick you up. Like we're, we're still looking for you. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a contrast, like from being in the South where like right now I saw like two salt trucks and all we're going to get is some, <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, you know, we're prepared. But a lot of, I know just specifically speaking on Charlotte, like, People see see the weather and they just go back to the worst time of whatever, you know, climate that is. So, like, every time in the summer, if it's raining hard, they're like, oh, remember Hurricane Hugo? Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird. It's weird being in the South and, like, dealing, like I've, I've experienced northern weather and then I've experienced the southern weather. So, I get both sides of the argument, but I'm, I'm more so that northerner in the South, like, now. Like, I'm like, I didn't go to the store today to get bread. So, Lord forbid, <sighs> now out, I'll just be like, I don't know, chewing on carpet or some shit because I don't have any. <laughs> you know, it'd be a perfect time to fast, get close to the Lord. So, right, right. Go ahead right. and knock that out with that. Spiritual so. blessings going in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's definitely interesting. We're actually supposed to get some snow tonight, so I'm not gonna lie. When I when I first got up here, getting snow regularly was kind of cool. It's just like you know, you're not used to it. It's like oh well, it's very pretty. But then after like the the fourth or fifth time, you got to go outside, you slip in, you got to bundle up. Like this is bullshit. Like just gotta stop. So one of the, the main reasons I wanted to get uh, Miss Triples on is she partnered with Trill T, which you've heard us shout out multiple times in the podcast. Go drink some Trill T. Shout out to uh, uh, Urban Champ. He actually posted about Trill T, you know, saying he rocks with him. So shout out to you. So I know that you uh, collaborated with them recently. So tell the folks out there what y'all and uh, the good folks of Trill T were working on. All right. So um, Trill T, so shout out to Chaz. Um, what up, basically? Chaz? You know, basically, it's it's a tea company, so I mean, it's I I'm not like I don't know. I think they call them like steepers or something. Like, I don't sell tea, but he has a culture blog. So, um, his main idea is to kind of like his, well, his big idea is to just get Trill Tea kind of on that brand or that scale of Red Bull. So you know, Red Bull has Red Bull Sports, and they have blogs and things like that. So I just kind of came on getting basically i just think about a whole bunch of stuff throughout the day um i find out random facts and basically chaz gave me this platform to write about any and everything i wanted to pertain to the culture and you know my first uh write-up was actually about oj simpson and it was something i had been sitting in my head for about a year now um he just gave me the opportunity to come out and just write about it uh, my second piece was more so music related but he's just giving me this opportunity to whatever you know whatever i come up with or whatever i think about and just decide to research you know i can put that out to the world and let people understand and just get a different perspective um on different things so for me, it's it's definitely a creative out uh, outlet just because I'm in corporate America, so everything is kind of black and white. So mm-hmm. now I just kind of just add different things and in, in different avenues. Um, in regards to the culture, because I mean, we are a part of the culture, but I I, I guess what I, people don't really understand is like, you can be working at McDonald's. Like you don't have to be, you know. I don't know, everyday struggle with amigos, you know, all of that to be a part of the culture. Like, you don't have to, like, that's not the, I mean, it is the culture, don't get me wrong, but the little man, the little woman, they're a part of the culture as well. So I just took this opportunity to just, you know, put my step, put my step on the culture with my own spin. And that's what Trill T is really all about, you know, just being true and real to yourself. So that's, that's, that's good. Like, what is the blog site that you guys are on? Or is it like a, do you guys plan on expanding it to like a, like a newspaper or like, is it just going to be online or like get, give a shout out to like your blog spot and whatnot? Well, okay. So you can go to trillt.com and uh, you'll see the actual tab for the culture section on it. So you can just click there. Um, also take a look at the products. I know they have great teas. They give out free samples as well. So take a look out at that. Um, but I know, you know, just speaking and it, it'll be a little bit better for Chaz to speak on it, but I just know he spoke uh, briefly about possibly branching out into like a podcast, but it's really, and we, I mean, he has merch, merchandise as well, so t-shirts, hats. Yes, I, I own a t-shirt. I tried to buy a hat, but they were yeah, sold but, out, so I was very, uh, I was yeah, very like, sad. Yeah, like, because we for the culture, you know, so um, definitely follow them on Instagram, and that is at Drink Trill Tea. And also on Twitter as well. Basically, like the pl- I mean, the platform is the website, like the website where you can actually purchase the tea. But he's def. I mean, his thought process. 
I don't know, some like one of the most amazing like brains I've picked in the, in the last couple of years. Like he has a lot of wisdom for him to be so young and what he sees for his company. Like I see it coming into fruition. I, you know, not just because I'm, I'm, I'm for the blog, but just kind of watching that background of like how much work he's putting into this brand and what he sees for the brand. So I, I honestly feel like everyone should give it a try out. I'm not a big tea drinker. Um, but you can't make it cold. I don't like hot tea. Let me rephrase that. So I've been in the South. I like cold tea. You can also chill the tea too. So um, make sure you go follow at drink trill tea and visit trill tea.com. Yeah. So the thing with, uh, with Chaz, I got onto him, somebody retweeted him. I don't know. An another podcast retweeted him and I started following him and I just saw that everything he was doing as far as his product, his logo design is amazing. Uh, he's also a big thing about it. It's a black owned business. And, oh, yeah. and it's that's one of the big things I'm, I'm about, you know, along with the culture, supporting other black people doing positive things and trying to make, uh, you know, futures for themselves. You know, as, as black people, we have to be able to sustain ourselves and, you know, produce for ourselves, do our own. We can't depend on, you know, maybe, I don't know, a racist manager not to hire you. Cause we, we've all had situations, well, not all of us, but a lot of us had situations where, you know, you, you couldn't get employment or maybe get the promotion you wanted. And you can't confirm, you know, race might have been the case. You might just suck. But sometimes after hearing other stories like, oh, yeah, I got this and that. Oh, wow. I actually applied for this job and I didn't get it. But you just showed up and got hired like things like that. So that, that was really big for me. Yeah, he's also very smart. I've had a couple of conversations with him and he, he's really passionate about what he does. He's, he's really smart. I, I bounce ideas off him from here and there. I'm actually going to get him on the podcast there soon. We we're talking today. So we hopefully can make that happen. I'm looking forward to his podcast. So again, I, I just, I'm all about supporting the culture, man. Like that's one of the great things about Twitter. A lot of the time it's much of bullshit, but there's actually, you know, very smart, informative, educated people on it. Like, like Miss Tribbles that we have here right now, she's, you know, educated hey. black woman. Uh, you know, we have Chaz out there doing big things. So that that's one of the things I like about the internet. At times I always bash Twitter about being all about stupid ass memes and people stealing, stealing tweets and jokes, but it's a, it's a good place to link up with good people and be productive and really build some things. So shout out to Chaz. I do enjoy the tea. He's a, a good businessman. And if you if you add him, he'll interact with you. So that's the best part for me with him on Twitter. Like he'll he, yeah. he'll definitely chop it up with you. So definitely yeah, shout out to him. I need to make sure I get me some trail tea eventually. Shout out to Trail Tea. I got the, the blog pulled up now so I will be reading this a little bit later on. Uh seeing how to get away with murder and not not, uh, not, not that I need to know how, but uh, this is definitely the trial of the century, and I always like to see different. Well, I mean, you did kill your dog, so I mean, <laughs> R.I.P. Speedy. Yeah, he, he. Yeah, no comment. But yeah, definitely with the culture, it's definitely you know your last vlog was tied into music. I recently saw uh, Jay Z in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, me and uh, El Chapo for the 444 concert. Shout out to Hov. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool concept. We talked about that last week, so y'all can check out last week's episode. But I know we were talking before the, the podcast started off offline or off air about the the music these days, right? Right. Like how the new music thing is going. Honestly, in this microwave era, to me, is very hard to really get. It's not like the old days where you get a CD and like, this I tweet this one day, like, what, what's the last song you memorized? Because I know, like, back when I was in school and stuff like that, like, when I was younger, I, I'd have whole albums memorized. It's like right. now, with so much music dropping continuously, it, you just don't have time. And you have people getting their hot takes off and their think pieces. And the reviews, it's like, bro, the album's been out like an hour. Like, how do you have a, 
a five-page write-up on this album, bro. Like, you okay. hadn't had a, ch- a chance to absorb stuff. So what are your thoughts on music these days? Like, I, I know we were talking about the, the new Big Sean project with Metro Boomin, and I commented that it's, it might as well be the same exact project Metro Boomin did with Offset and 21 Savage. It's, it all sounds the same to me, man. Yeah. Um, I think me, like, so for me, I definitely, like, I love music like period so outside of hip-hop and rap like i just love music period so and i think because of my love for music i listen to music differently i listen for i listen for different things um i love the underdog like uh like if you are an underdog if you don't have that many fans like i'm the person that once and please don't spam my my mentions when i say this. But <laughs> get I'm all the, the soundcloud rappers popping like, oh, listen to this hot shit right here i'm gonna <laughs> click play I'm gonna. I'm going. I am the person that's going to play it because you never like you never know. That may be the person that pops off. Like a perfect example, Russ, which I know a lot of people have like beefs with Russ. Russ in regards to like his attitude, but like I found Russ on some spam shit, and I was just like, oh, that's kind of nice. And then you kind of find out, you know, find a discography, and you can really figure out if you vibe with him or if it was just that song. But um, to answer your question, like music now, um. It's very come and go. Like it all sounds like honestly, it all sounds the same. And it's not to say I don't like it, but I think a lot of this music that we get now is for the moment. Um, and when I say the moment, yeah, you may play it five years from now. That does, but to me, that's still a moment. Like right now, we can go put on some Temptations, and the whole room will light up. Like from your grandma to your mama to you, your little cut. Like everyone knows my girl by the Temptations black white asian it doesn't matter like that's a, a song that well, will live on forever let, let's not but, say that because i did uh there's a young lady who's been in a podcast shout out to lauren who has never seen uh coming to america so wow I've, but that's another that's another not, story for another day she's not here to defend herself i won't i won't comment <laughs> <laughs> hey lauren but i mean well just majority of them let's go let's use the word majority let's not use all but majority of the people but if i put on gucci gang by a little pump right now you 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 may not you may nod your head a couple of times but your mama's not gonna like it your granny sure ain't gonna be that you know like i just think a lot of this music is for the moment and it's nothing wrong with living in the moment and being for the moment hence as to why some of the songs i do know and some of the songs i play play loud and i play them ignorant because they're of the moment i'm 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 at a kickback i want to have fun so i don't want to hear you know i don't know I'm trying to think about older artists. Like, I don't want to hear Big Daddy Kane at a kickback today. Like in 2000. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to hear Big Daddy Kane at a kickback. That's not you know. So I, so I get it about being in the time, but I do think a lot of this music it sounds the same. The content it, we don't have the content anymore. I, and and when I say content, it, it you don't have to be lyrical. I mean, I'm trying to think of an older song that's not really lyrical, but like the content's pretty decent. I can't even really think right now on the spot, but I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Like we just, we're just in a weird period where it's just like, and like you said, you have to be quick with the music. So Metro Boomin, like you said, Metro Boomin dropped the Offset and uh, was it Offset? Quavo, not Quavo. Offset one of them, one of them, one of the Migos guys. Yeah. Yeah. Offset and Twenty One Savage. Like I think it was maybe not even six months before that he did a tape with uh, Gucci Man, which was the Drop Top Wop, and now you have the Big Sean tape, and it's like you're putting so much music out. That you're literally drowning your sound. Like now, well, I like, yeah. Well, that, well, on that note, 
Well, on that note, so I just looked up, and I'm just I'm not gonna go through every rap album that's come out in 2017, but just like the more well-known people. Sorry if you're deep into the hip-hop major, some score of the big names people know. You have Jungle Rules by Fresh Montana, Shine by Wale. You have Boomerverse by Big Boy. You have Her Story, Young Ma, or Young M.A., I'm sorry. You have The Cozy Tapes, ASAP Ma, Plateau Plumas, uh, Fat Joe and Remy Ma. You have Yellow Wolf, Trial by Fire, The Saga Continues, Wu-Tang Clan. You have Future, Future. You have Meek Mills, Wins and Losses. You have uh, DJ Khaled, Grateful. You have Rich Homie Quan. I don't think nobody listened to that. The Autobiography, Vic Mensa, great CD. Uh, let's see, Ransom 2, Michael Made It, Blue Chips, Action Bronson, another good CD. Teenage Emotions, Little Yachty. Let's see, what else we got? Drop Top Wop, like you said. You got Everybody Logic. You have the Issa album, 21 Savage. Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. Uh, you have I Decided by Big Sean, Culture by the Migos. The uh, All American. Wait, all of these came out 2017. Yes, All American, Joey Badass, Big Fish Theory, Vince Staples, another great album, 444. Damn, by Kendrick Lamar, More Life, and Flower Boy. And I left off a bunch of albums on there, so it's like, God damn, like. And that's I'm, another thing we get. So, it's so much music. Like some of those albums, you name, like when you said the Remy and Fat Joe, I'm like, yo, that album dropped 2016, but it definitely dropped 2017. So it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy, crazy fast pace. Uh, year for music alone, you know, specifically hip hop and rap. Well, I mean, on, on the top side, it's been a good year. If you go to the, you know, kind of the cream of the crop with the, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar, to some people, Drake, I wasn't a big fan of more life. Flower Boy is actually a very good project production and rap. Yes. Production wise was excellent. The the concept was actually good too. 444, uh, Big Fish Theory was good to me. I like the Big Sean project, but it just kind of came and went. I decided. Yeah, shout out to Marcus Sniffles, but I couldn't do culture. Culture was not for me. I know uh, whatever I'm from Georgia, it just wasn't for me. Like I'm like cool. I don't I don't see what other people see. Like I think Pretty Girls like Trap was better than culture to me personally. So, but yeah, I, I, I will agree. I think I think the issue too with music today, and I tweeted about this during the Migos Joe Budden fake beef beef promote promo thing kind of thing they did the other day. But it's we're more so in an era where people are fans of the person instead of the music. And back in the day, it was like, if your shit was hot, it was hot. Fuck what you felt about outside of the booth. But if it was hot, it was hot. You know, and it's like now it's like if, you know, I, you know, I'm a Migos fan, like Quavo signed all my T-shirts. Like, I got to ride for Migos. And you say this line that 2 Chainz album is better. Because I'm a because I'm a fan of the Migos, I have to I have to disagree. And it's just like no, like sonically, lyrically, production based, Pretty Girls Like Trap was better than Culture. Did Culture have a bigger impact than Pretty Girls Like Trap music? Yes, because Migos at this current moment is the bigger artist. But that doesn't take you know that doesn't take away from the artistry. But the, but the, but Pretty Girls Like Trap music was a better album. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's right. And like we spoke about on the podcast last week, so Vic Mensa opened up for Jay Z. His CD is excellent. Like his his probably is creeping up for me and maybe my top. I don't know what number yet. Maybe top five, top ten of albums that came out this year. Also, shoot, this this list doesn't even have a. Damn, I was in that shit today. Sigh the Prince. His album is definitely in the top top something. That album came out this year. Uh, Cameron put an album out this year. Uh, oh, they're probably doing it by cycle. So yeah, it didn't come out this cycle, but. 2017 did release, but yeah, that 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 big Mr. CD is hot, man. Like people need to stop sleeping on that dude and check him out. So, 
But yeah, just I, I have to go back and research like maybe the number of albums that came out in 2005. 2005 was actually another great year for hip hop as far as the, the artists and the albums that were put out. So I think that's when the game put out a CD. Kanye was put out like late registration. Uh, Crunk Juice came out. Uh, Lil Wayne, the Carter Two came out, if I'm not mistaken. So, but I, I don't remember the volume of music coming out like it did back then versus now. And I know you also mentioned with the amount of songs some of these albums has. Like I know Mr. Savage mentioned Chris Brown's CD has like 60 tracks on it. I, I haven't even, I can't even wrap my head around sitting down and listening to, to 40 Chris Brown songs. And yeah, I am a, a huge, long ass. I'm a huge Chris Brown fan. Like I bought his, I bought his first CD. Like I still have it somewhere in my house. Like, but 40 tracks, my dude, like, come on. Yes. Man. Come on, bro. And to me, it's a, it's a huge liability. I mean, not to get breaking down the music business side, but I, if I'm not mistaken, once you go past, I want to say it's 14 tracks, but it possibly could be 17. So anywhere between 14 and 17, like the, the, the label that you're signed to, you start paying to put those extra. Oh yeah, they said they said he paid out of pocket for a lot of that stuff. Now. Yeah, I I I, I want to say fourteen, but don't quote me. It could possibly be seventeen, but I'm pretty sure that no more than seventeen tracks. Once you get over that seventeen mark, you are now paying for those tracks to be on that set CD. So you know when I see track listings, uh, QC just dropped the compilation album just dropped today, and it's thirty songs. And QC, the label, Migos, Yachty, um, it's a girl group they just signed, um, Yummy Pearl out of Atlanta. She's incarcerated right now. But I'm like, you don't have that. The, your roster's not that long to give me 30 tracks. <laughs> the with the same producers. Like, it's, again, it gets metonymous. And it's just like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to press play. Like, I, I honestly, I opened my title app. Shout out the title. Open my title app. I click the QC album, and I'm like scrolling, like, oh, how many tracks? Thirty tracks. Okay, let me go out. <laughs> let me go out of this because I'm not listening to this today. Let me go over to you know the Big Time Project, which I think was like ten tracks or maybe twelve tracks, and I can get through that. That doesn't seem hard. Like I can, I can focus for twelve tracks. I can't focus for thirty tracks. Yeah, I've already in my mind told me I'm not gonna listen to Chris Brown until I take another long flight somewhere. Like I, I can't. There's nothing in my day that I'm doing that's gonna allow me to listen to 40 tracks of music, like at any point. Even when I and I go to the gym for a decent amount of time, I'm not listening to 40 tracks of Chris Brown. Like I've heard some of the songs, some of them are pretty cool, but just, nah, man, can't do it, man. And not to into into Chris Brown's point, I I've heard that the album is great. Like mine is the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because for out of, out of 40 tracks, somebody's gonna like their pockets of. The forty tracks, like somebody's gonna right, like these but, I mean, the misses, I you mix and match, pick what you from, want. From what I've heard, the misses have been like ten, like ten or less tracks on the misses. So I'm like, if he has thirty five, you know, thirty five good songs, that says a lot to me. But again, I it, I probably will get through Chris Brown's album like maybe the end of January, possibly, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to give uh, Sci High the dis dis respect and runs it deserves. Like I know I said on a couple of podcasts ago, which I clearly broke this very quickly, but I said that I was going to start listening to albums, you know, like I did back in the day, listen to them, like pick one album, just listen to that for weeks or maybe a month or so. And I think I did that with, uh, damn, they didn't even have Better You Than Me on here, Rick Ross on that list. Like that came out this year too. You know what I'm saying? Like I completely forgot about that. That was one of my favorite CDs this year. Like production-wise, that, that CD rolled straight through. And again, because so much music comes out, I completely forgot about that. But it, it's kind of hard to 
sit down and pick one album to listen to because again, you will miss another five albums to come out. And it's just like being on Twitter, you have to be, it's, it's better to be, it's more, Twitter is better when you know what's going on. So to, to interact with people, be, be in the know, you kind of have to be, you know, hip to game. So if you're still listening to Better You Than Me, or Rather You Than Me, and Sahai CD came out, you know, the Camera CD came out, and like other CDs drop or whatever, you're just like, you're completely lost. And then by the time you get caught up, four more albums will drop. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of yeah. kind of a double-edged sword. It's very frustrating, man. But, but it's... it's social media social media during you know album releases because honestly social media will dictate what you like and what you oh yes yeah. not even with just music just life in general apparently like <laughs> twitter will twitter will tell you what you like what where you need to like it where you need to go what you need to buy but i i definitely won for uh logging off with the cds like i know when full 44 came out i didn't i got off social media for 24 hours until i had a chance to sit down and sit with it for a little while so yeah i definitely i'm, I'm definitely big on that we have a pretty good point I, I definitely we can expound on this uh shout out to marcus still because this is his expertise we'll definitely have to get you back on when he is available but again we appreciate you coming through um well first off thank you for having me on you know um it was cool doing a falcons podcast definitely got more to say here um in regard definitely in regards to music but again shout out to Everyone that graduated from Howard, because that's where I posted on Twitter. That's where most of my followers are from. So shout hey. out to all um, our um, Falcons fans, my family, friends. Um, I'm not going to drop names, because if I miss a name, people going to get upset. But follow me again. Um, on It's at Bulls, so T-I-R. Excuse me, I spelled my own last name wrong. Wow. T-R-I. Two Bs. L-E-Z, and that's on both Instagram and Twitter, so give me a follow. Um, mentions, like, I'll scroll your timeline and possibly follow you back. Like, I don't allow just trash thoughts on my timeline. I, I try to get down mm-hmm. my first thoughts, but I just don't like trash thoughts on the timeline. So, yeah, you, your your follower ratio is kind of kind of lit right now. I'm looking like a fucking bum out here. I need to step my game up, man. <laughs> that, listen, that's, that's, that's long, that's hard work, jokes. And just being able to, you know, just give people what they want, honestly. Uh, well, not even that. I don't give people what they want. Like, I just speak my mind. And I guess a lot of people respect what I have to say or I screenshot it and talk about it in their group chats. Like, I don't know. But, you know, follow me. If you don't follow me, I'm still going to be tweeting. If I had one follower, I still would just be tweeting away. So, yeah. Yeah. I was just kidding. I'm not very entertaining on Twitter. I'm not gonna lie. I just be out there lurking. I'm more of a sniper on Twitter, so I, I like to keep my thoughts to myself. So for you're a liker. I'm a serial liker, and I might be a serial retweeter. So don't you know? Don't don't fall for that. So uh, the people on uh, her timeline, if you want to follow me and be bored to death, you can follow me at South Breeze Seven Hundred Six, representing Augusta, the greatest city on earth. Uh, Mr. Savage, his Twitter is at Adolphus underscore Savage. He uh, went AWOL right now, so uh, shout out to him. But also, if you could, you know, for the holiday season, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts and drop a review on the committee podcast. We also host the Dirty Bird Nation Reports, all you Falcons fans. Check us out there, too. So, again, if you're Falcons fans and you want something other than sports sometimes, I know you all have long commutes with the horrible traffic out there, y'all can check out this podcast as well because we like to talk about things going on with uh, pop culture and sports. And, well, not sports, more like news and music and stuff like that. So, you know, we keep it we keep it moving. So, again, it's Committee Podcast. We appreciate y'all listening. We out. Peace.